it was, this is the year to initiate change and make and like drive change, which is something, you know, that like, I'm very focused on in like a lot of different ways. And I think 2020 for me was the, we're kind of like, I took the next step in like really taking the initiative to drive change and finally waking up and realizing like, I, I have to stop waiting on other people. You can't count on other people to do the work that like you want to see done and realizing that like in reality, like the world seems scary, but like no one actually knows what the fuck they're doing. Hey guys, I'm Allie Moresco and I'm here with my co-host Cindy Lufred and this is Slightly Spiritual. Are you curious about dipping your toe into the realm of spirituality but not ready to drop $1,000 on crystals? We have got you. Grab your adult beverage of choice and join spiritual medium Cindy Lufred and health advocate Allie Moresco for unfiltered, soulful conversations with a healthy dose of wine, curiosity, and laughter, of course. Grounded in a passion for genuine human connections, we will discuss the good, bad, ugly, and the odd around all things wellness, spiritual, and woo-woo with each other and our occasional guest. We aim to bring modern spirituality into your daily routine to help empower your life. Spoiler alert, we are all slightly spiritual. All right, we're back for another solo episode of Slightly Spiritual. Welcome, pull up a seat, light a candle, get your favorite crystal, get in the mood, in the spiritual mood. Um, so I just quote unquote like saw Cindy yesterday because she did a virtual event um, all about like the spring equinox and like the cosmic new year with um, Lauren O'Connell, the modern astrologer who has already obviously already been on. She'll be back many times in the future, I'm sure. Um, And obviously I absolutely adore Lauren and Cindy. And I'm excited to kind of chat about like a little bit about what you talked about yesterday, but then also kind of pulling on some things that came up and discussing those reoccurring themes in like more detail. Love it. I'm so excited. Um, Can I tell a funny story, a validation already yes. yesterday that I already got? I just think it's so funny. So yes. in the, I think I was channeling. I think I was channeling at this point. But it was one of the first, one of the topics <laughs> I came up was like money and love or money and abundance, right? And Lauren explained that Venus is doing something in the sky and it, Venus rules love and finances like your money worth so I'm okay. channeling this blah 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 and I made a comment of and the specific thing to one person was your loved ones are leaving like dimes and pennies as like signs for you and then I said in terms of abundance for people I said you know look out for signs even if it's not a sign from a loved one but just finding pennies or money on the ground or dollar bills and then I said something like I know we'd all like to find hundred dollar bills, you know, but whatever, but just keep an eye out for signs like such as that around you. That's the universe's way of letting you know that there's abundance and money and finances that you're on the right path and it's coming your way. Literally this morning, a client who was on there texted me and was like, it showed a picture of, I kid you not, it was a hundred dollar bill on the ground outside that she found. Now it was a monopoly hundred dollar bill. Oh, that's so funny. Isn't that so funny? So it wasn't like a real 
but it was a monopoly hundred dollar bill and I about died I was like oh my god that's what I was channeling like (gasps) like you literally found a hundred dollar bill now it wasn't real so we need to get clear on like real money coming to us but I was just like please take that as a sign as more money is coming to you you're on the right path abundance is coming because I was like that is (gasps) hilarious I was dying I was absolutely dying oh my god I literally mentioned hundred dollar bills which I never really do and then she found one like holy crap I feel like that's the type of stuff too where when we do like lives and stuff people are always like oh like that happened to me is it a sign and you're like yes it's a sign and like that's the perfect example of like stuff you have to look out for and like if it feels like a sign it is a sign you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah I had to share that um, I thought that it literally just happened this morning so it's so fun oh my gosh well I love yeah. that that's really cool <laughs> yeah she um, legit found a hundred dollar bill I was like okay that got it noted hey we'll take it right that's a good sign <laughs> Her, I mean, her guides are was, like really out and about. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So it's so uh, that's yeah. pretty cool. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think because of like the quote unquote new year, the veil is very thin, right. For connecting yeah. and like receiving signs. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that makes sense. very much so. Very much so. Um, what were your key takeaways from the event? Do you want to start with that? Oh my God. I like, don't even know how to take you through all of them because I'm like a, the girls that work for me, we always joke. I like take like one word notes or like chicken scratch notes. And I take like a ton of them. And then like, nobody else knows how to decipher them, but me. So I literally have like, I could just keep scrolling of like all of the notes I took. And I was actually, I felt kind of like proud and it just was like very reaffirming. So Saturday morning, I woke up and I just felt like really like beautiful energy, just like very positive. And just for probably like since December, since the great conjunction, I have been just feeling like, like something is a new, like rebirth, like not like starting over, but just, I don't know, just like a new sense of being or like a new sense of energy And like this month, I feel like the signs of that have just been like crazy. So for example, actually, I don't think you were at my house yet that night, but there was a night you were coming over for dinner and I was making cocktails and I was um, cracking eggs for the egg whites for these cocktails and uh, getting a double yolk and an egg, it's one in 1000 is the chance of it. And I got six of them. And then when you look at what, like, yeah, what a double yoke stands for, it's rebirth. Oh my and, God, that um, was wild. Which was just like, so kind of like crazy. And I know like releasing and rebirth and like a lot of things have come up in like your messages and like your channelings lately. So that I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And then um, this past week I have like a lot of work opportunities come up and like, but I didn't say yes right away. Like I really took the time to like, think about it, think about the right way to do it and not be impulsive and like not put too much on my plate. And then it's funny because one of the first things you and Lauren talked about yesterday was airy season and how we feel pulled to be impulsive, but like not to be impulsive and like to take time to like really think about things. And I just was like, oh, I'm doing the work. Like, obviously I do a lot of work with you and with Lauren and I'm like so lucky that I received like so many messages and and so much guidance that way. But it just made me happy that like my own internal compass is like 
also picking up on those same things. And I feel like that's kind of the first time that that has really like all kind of like melded together. Um, and let's see. I also liked um, the messages about balance and how a lot of like the themes that are coming, um, it's about like rebalance, finding like balance in your life, which is funny because that's one of the things that I've been like meditating on and pulling cards on and like asking for is like the right balance, because that's the one thing I feel like is still kind of like out of whack sometimes. I also liked all the stuff about like, cause I myself and as an, am an Aries and, um, like going towards your North node, like North node, destiny point in the sky, like walking towards your future. And I feel like I'm finally starting to step into that. And then you and I harp on this all the time, but for like, I'm a specific manifester. And when you're manifesting, like getting really clear on what you want and thinking about like the why and like the feeling behind you want it opposed to like, oh, I just want this by this time. Um, and then the questions about like, what is going back to balance? Like, and I think this is a great exercise for anyone listening, asking yourself, like, what is out of balance that I need to bring back into balance? Like, how can I bring more focus into like what really matters? And then also taking like all of those downloads or like those feelings from that inner work you're doing and remembering that it's all for like positive growth and it's remembering that this energy is meant to bring us towards like learning and growing. It's not like a setback. And I also, this is the last thing I'll say on it and then I'll stop because I have like a full other page of things. Oh my gosh. Um, I know, but I liked, and I don't know if you said it or Lauren said it, but it was, this is the year to initiate change and make and like drive change, which is something, you know, that like I'm very focused on in like a lot of different ways. And I think, 2020 for me was the we're kind of like I took the next step in like really taking the initiative to drive change and finally waking up and realizing like I, I have to stop waiting on other people you can't count on other people to do the work that like you want to see done and realizing that like in reality like the world seems scary but like no one actually knows what the fuck they're doing like you just go and you figure it out. And like, if it works, it's great. Like if it doesn't, then like you reassess and you learn and like you move forward, but like you can do whatever you want to do. Like people just put so many like limitations on themselves and they get into their own heads. Like, and I'm guilty of it. I know we're both guilty of it sometimes. And that came up yesterday is like, get out of your own head. And like, this is the year to make change and initiate change in like massive ways. And like, I feel like when you look back on 2020 and all the stuff that went on and all of like the antiquated systems that are starting to be like reassessed, I just heard like you guys talking about that. And I was like, yes, that resonates. That makes so much sense. Um, so, and also I take it back. I lied. This is the last thing I'll say, not asking like too many people for opinions like mm-hmm. not seeking so many outside validations, um, which is something actually that I think I'm pretty good at, but I like know so many people and have so many friends that like literally will go to like 15 people and be like, what should I do? But then it just paralyzes you because mm-hmm. nobody knows what's best for you. Like only, you know, that they're just going to tell you the way that like, like they would do something, which is yeah. not helpful. It's not helpful to anyone. So, yeah. 
Yeah. That, I think that's yeah. huge, especially going into this next year, this energy of 2021 for the astrological new year in that if you feel like you need to ask a ton of people their opinions, mm-hmm. I'd say that is a telltale indicator that what you're about to do is not in resonance with your soul or your intuition. Like it's not in your best interest to be doing that thing because if you have to seek a million opinions and validations to try and justify what you're doing, then it probably means like in your gut of gut or your heart of hearts, it's not what you're meant to be doing. And it's just that you're just trying to power through it or force it or whatever. So I also want to add that caveat to what you just said. Of If you feel like you're having to do that all the time, it's probably not meant for you. So no, I like that. And I just like reading the, I always think it's so interesting on your events, like reading the comment threads um, in like the chat boxes and I just noticed I was really happy that you guys addressed that because there was, there were so many questions like seeking outside validation. Mm -hmm. And I know like these past couple of solo episodes, I keep referencing like our Instagram lives, but it's a lot of people in those Instagram lives seeking outside validation for like healing or like medical things or like, and you and I always say the same thing that you have to go inward and like, no one knows your body better than you. And like, if you have a gut feeling about something, you're probably, there's like a 99% chance that you're right. As long as it's not coming from a place of fear. Mm -hmm. Um, And there were a lot of comments once again, the Instagram lives. And I noticed yesterday about like love attracting in love about dating, about relationships, about like, why aren't I attracting in somebody or why am I attracting in this certain like subset of people that they have this, this, and this, but they don't have this, this, and this. So it's like, what are people basically asking? Like, why am I doing this? Or what am I missing? And I know today will probably be more of like a mini exploration of that. And then maybe the community can ask questions and then we can come back and do a part two to this. Yeah, um, for sure. In the spring. But I'm curious to know from you, just as an observer, that's what I noticed. But I mean, is there anything like generally that you've been picking up on with that? Yeah. So this has been like huge. Love has been like a big theme, especially around relationships. So I would say it could even be friendships. So if you're really happy with your partner, yeah. you're happy you're showing like friendships too. I mean, that's a love relationship. You love your friends, right? So this could either go with friendships or parents or partners, but especially around partners like love. It's been the theme of, I think people are finally starting to look around them and say, is this what I want? Mm -hmm. And starting to question since they've had all the distractions removed of last year in 2020 of like, oh, is this really the person I want to be with? Or do I Mm -hmm. like the person I am when I'm with this partner or this person, right? So people are really starting to go, which I love. The challenge is, is that for people who are, well, I'd say single or in a relationship, it's hard to picture anything different than what you've been experiencing for years and years or decades or months and months and months in the past, right? So there were questions yesterday around like, well, I keep attracting the wrong people or I'm going on dates and I'm like, is this it? Like, how am I supposed to know if this is it? Or like, I only ever date someone for like two months at a time. Like, why does that keep happening? Well, you got to go back. You got to change some of the inputs, right? Like you you got to go back to like the start and okay, like, what limiting beliefs do you have around love or what uh, things have you been conditioned to fear mm-hmm. or have your parents projected onto you that you've now taken on as truth that you're then 
resonating with that you keep attracting in around you and it doesn't feel good because it's not actually your truth but it's your parents truth or their fears being projected as truth and it's time to start just discerning between all these things so you can actually have the life that you want and meet the people that you are meant to meet and be with so that was like a huge thing and a lot of it this has happened now I mean okay like twice in readings and then twice last night so that's not like a huge amount of people for it's not a huge number but a lot of it has been coming from mothers or how mm. uh, mother or grandmother has nurtured or projected their fears around love onto their daughter. Mm. I mean, most of my clients are women. So I'm just, I mean, I think most people are listening, but you could be, you could be a male listening to this and thinking of how you were nurtured or raised. Right. So, yeah. but for women, especially we tend to take on, especially because we in our bodies, our mitochondrial DNA, which is like the powerhouses of all of our cells come from our mother. It, that's how you can trace lineage mm-hmm. back is through mitochondrial DNA, not in every, whether you're male, a guy or a girl, male or female, your mitochondrial DNA comes from your mom. So even a guy, yeah. their mitochondria is from their mom and that's it. Like that's what gets passed down. So we naturally take on a lot of what our mothers teach us and show us whether they realize mean to or not, because of that fact that we are just, we're very, our bodies are just connected to them, even at the cellular level. Right. So, yeah. And not to mention most of us are, well, all of us are birthed from a mother. Right. So um, the two examples that came up in like client sessions, or even in last night, I can't remember what these were, but were basically people attracting in the wrong types of guys, but it's because their mother had a fear of being abandoned. Like they lost a sister or sibling at a young age or they they went through a horrible divorce or they watched their parents go through a horrible divorce. So then they took on this, well, jaded attitude towards meeting people or relationships, which then in turn the client or like people last night were taking on this. And I'm like, this isn't yours. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you never had a bad it. experience. Yeah. And the big theme was like, you are not your mother. You are not your parents you get to choose differently. Again, like the yeah. biggest, uh, I guess, thing about life on earth is we have free will. You get to choose differently. You do not have to be a victim of your circumstances or how you were raised or your conditioning or whatever. You get to choose different. So that was like a huge thing last night. Yeah. And it's something that we don't even realize we're carrying or hanging on to Yeah, until you either start doing the inner work or you see someone yeah. like yourself and you're like, wait, this isn't even yours. This isn't yeah. even, you know what I mean? And this is where I do think it's okay to like seek, if you want to call it external validation or to go do a reading yeah. with someone or go yeah. to like a acupuncturist and maybe can help with these things, right? Yeah. This is where I think it is good to do that because yeah. if you feel like you're not liking what the options are in front of you, it's good to go back. Okay, what's the underlying limiting belief or negative thought or constant like you know conditioning that I'm stuck that's stuck that I want to shift right that is helpful to seek external advice around so that you can sometimes it's nice to have a third party observer to look your look in and see the things that you don't even realize are there because you're just so used to them right that is helpful what's not helpful is when you're going around being like well what do you think about this guy or do you think I don't know like I'm not sure I keep meeting these guys I don't know if I really like them what do you think that that's not good external. The fact that you're questioning, is this the right guy? Or what do you think? Or I don't know. means it's not the right person for you. Yeah. Well, I think it's much different to seeking, seeking guidance. I wouldn't even call it like external validation, but like seeing you, right. 
Yeah. And seeking guidance versus going to like everyone and their mother and their dog and asking what you should do or if this is the right choice or am I making a mistake or like that's when things get murky Mm -hmm. and you just end up in a worse position than like you started. Yeah, Um, exactly. I don't know. I see a big difference. We have an extra 15 minutes. Perfect. Or 10 minutes. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, I just think those external validations anywhere, like, and I know we weren't originally intending to get into, like, I would love actually to do a whole episode exploring, like, the mother wound, like, the karmic wheel, um, mm-hmm. and, like, those types of soul contracts, because I know for me, it's even come up in my readings from, like, not necessarily, like, my mother, but, like, my grandmother, mm-hmm. and the karmic yes. wheel, and, like, getting off the karmic wheel, and I've heard that from other people, too. I was just talking to a close friend that's also, ironically, a client of yours, and, like, the same thing came up in her reading a couple of weeks ago, and I just feel like so many people deal with it, and, like, they don't even know. So. Yeah, and I don't know what order these episodes are coming up, but the one we just were talking about of, like, yeah. star seeds coming in and helping people essentially just souls coming in as soul contracts healing ancestral wounds this is what we're talking about right this is what i mean and like mm-hmm. you get stuck in a karmic wheel and your ancestors and your grandparents and your great-grandparents are all stuck and you we a lot of us have chosen mm-hmm. to come in our generation and shift this but again you have to become aware of it first because you're conditioned from young age and you don't even realize mm-hmm. that there's anything different out there that isn't even in your consciousness because yeah. this is how your mom and your grandmother have always been or how your grandma you know what i mean and it just gets passed down. So yeah. It's yeah. Oh, fascinating. Fascinating. Uh, but that's where guidance, that's where there's healers, there's mediums, there are that's where those people come in. That's why they exist to help with that stuff. So Yeah. Absolutely. And I just, you know, I want to go back to the whole love thing. Um Okay. Before I go off on like 25 other tangents. Okay. Things. Like, I don't even know what I listen to because that I, you know, I'm into okay, it. Okay, back to love. Love, love. Okay, got it. And go off on a million things. Um, so I wanted to do like a very basic rundown of like love, dating, attracting in love. And I kind of went back through the questions that we tend to get on like IG lives or through like slightly spiritual DMs or in Zooms. Um, and then based off of just some of the things going on in like the chat yesterday because it just seems to be like very prevalent right now as far as just like general energy goes so the first thing and this I guess doesn't even really have to do with spirituality but I feel like we are as a culture and thank god like I was not encouraged to do this and it's ironic because I literally was like I'm never gonna get married like no interest I used to say that yeah. Oh yeah. I'm like marriage is antiquated. Like it was like an ownership oh, I used thing. To say the same thing. Oh and my like, God. That's, I didn't know that about you. Oh, yeah. Love this. Oh, I oh yeah. I was the worst. I, and I'm sure like, I like loves when I say this, but like the only reason like I got married is cause like, I love him and he wanted to get married. Like it doesn't, a piece of paper to me, like means nothing. Like if I love you, I love you. Like, that's it. I don't know. Like, I don't oh even, my God, I love it. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm not the one, like, I was like, let's not do a wedding. Like, let's just like, cause just like the drama, like the, like, I'm just, I'm like so much work and he wanted a wedding. So we had a wedding. Yeah. So you and I definitely on the same wavelength there. Um, yeah. Well, I've since shifted a few things, but I've shifted a few things, but yes, I got, I used to do the same thing. So yeah, I'm with you. Um, so that's why I think like, it's so funny because 
that was like totally my attitude. And then like the first time I saw Lauren O'Connell, there was something about my human design where she was like, your like purpose in this like life basically was to like meet your life partner. And I was like, that's honestly like the most bizarre thing I've ever heard. Cause I like love DJ, obviously love DJ. He's my soulmate, but I was never like, oh my God, I want to get married. And you know, like, I don't know, it literally just the thought never crossed my mind, like ever in my life. Um, so I'm like, I know that like energetically there's something like behind it all. Cause like I did something to attract that in and like, he truly is my perfect match. Um, but I'm curious for like other people, like all the questions in the comments about like attracting in love or like a lack thereof. Is there something energetically that people are either doing or missing or like not picking up on when it comes to like attracting in their partner? If it's something that they want and they're like trying to call in. So just to clarify, there's not, no one's ever missing anything. Okay. Like you can't miss the things that are faded for you that are meant for you this lifetime. So just gonna clarify that. Uh, but to answer the question of how can people begin to attract in more of what they want in terms of love? And it sounds like so corny and I can't really say it's a lot, but <laughs> you have to kind of fall in love with yourself first, mm -hmm. right? You have to want to date yourself. You have to be like excited about meeting somebody and a lot. And I'm generalizing for the sake of fitting us into a 30 or 40 minute podcast here. But most of the time when I'm doing client sessions and we go deeper into the underlying energetics of why they're not attracting the right person or why they keep attracting in like their other relationships don't work out or whatever, it comes down to typically a belief around love or a limiting belief around love and if they're worthy of it, right? And then the other big thing of it is, especially for women, is actually being able to receive love and actually being able to allow people in, like a being vulnerable enough to let someone love them. Because I think this is a collective thing. We're, we're taught as women, like, to give, 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 do, 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 like, sacrifice, sacrifice, especially as parents and moms, like, sacrifice, 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 and, like, this is the way it has to be. And, like, that's that's a very outdated way. That's also a very um, masculine way of approaching things of con like the masculine is about the doing and the force, not forcing, but like getting things done. And the feminine has had to show up that way because it's been a very masculine patriarchal society that we've grown up in, but that's not the actual authentic, genuine way of attracting in real love. So it's about shifting and being able to receive. And it's also about looking at any limiting beliefs around being worthy of love or being able to find love. A lot of people, when I say, do you believe it's out there? They go, yeah, I get, I think. Okay. Well, like you can't even like say, or, or be, being clear on what you want. Like people can't even like say what it is that they want in a partner or relationship. Right. I had someone the other day say, I think it was over DM and I about died. I like, I like cut it off quick. She was like, I just want someone who's not a drug addict and not a gambler and has a job. And I was like, Okay, first off, those are you need to be like way higher expectations because you need to be better than a, your yes. be better than the, your dating be better than the guy who's a drug way more like, than that. Yeah, way right? more. But that's literally what she said because when I was like, "Well, what do you want in terms of a guy?" She's like, "Just someone who's not a drug addict." I'm like, "Okay, that but that's not true." I mean, oh yes, you not. of course you 
of course you don't want that, but like you, there are a lot of other things I'm sure you want on this list of the guy and you're not even mentioning them. So I'm like, yeah. none of you're attracting the wrong types of people. You're just attracting people that don't do drugs. That's that. I mean, like yeah. there's a whole spectrum. So anyways, it's just funny. Like you oh got to get God. clear on what you want True, I know. Well, she had an ex that was doing drugs behind her back and gambling oh. and like lost a bunch of money. So, I mean, I get where that was coming yeah. from, but That's it's fair. also not the that you can't you can't manifest from like that type of, that's the other thing too is manifesting from I don't want my ex or I don't want this yeah. is also not helpful in terms of love and resonance and Lauren I think we talked about this on the, I talked about this last night Lauren's talked about this a ton the modern astrologer yeah but our a bunch of people in our generation I'd say like the gen was it the millennials and the gen x gen y whatever the next one around those ages are we chose to meet people later in life. I truly, truly believe that the way our souls came in is we wanted to be clear on who we were, what our purpose was in this, in this world, in this life before we meet our person. So the people who are like desperately trying to seek a person or a partner. And like you said, you weren't even looking for it. it you found it, right? Like there's truth to that for many people that when you focus in on yourself and you're and you were like running a very successful, you still have it, very successful PR firm and your own job. And like you were doing your own thing and very clear on who you are as a person and what you wanted in life. And then you met your guy, right? Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of people forget that that, not that it's a requirement, but if you're struggling in love, you got to go inward and figure out, okay, like who am I as a person? Oh, and I, I say that too a lot. Like, not that my past relationships, this is the only reason why they didn't work out because <laughs> there were a lot of reasons why I'm not with the guys that I've dated in the past, but I also like wasn't doing this work. Like I was not standing in my purpose and was not, and like, I can't imagine dating those guys now that I'm doing this work. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's funny how it all worked out or didn't work out now for me. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting, like hearing you talk about, like, you have to be like living your purpose and like sometimes you have to do like other things first because I had a library moment and I realized like, what my original point was, um, about saying like society and like culturally, I think as women, we get conditioned that like, if you're not married by like a certain age, there's something wrong with you or it's never going to happen. Or it's like young, 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 especially in like certain communities. Um, and it's like, that's just not the case. That's like an Mm -hmm. antiquated form of thought that like has been put into our head. And like, thankfully, like I said, like I was not, I was raised with like the attitude of like, be your own man. Like you don't need mm-hmm. a man to take care of you, like be successful in your own right. Which is like, I view DJ as my equal and he absolutely, you know, health wise and like all these other things takes care of me. And I'm very grateful for that. But like, I never wanted to have to rely on a man. And I think we're taught that like you do, or like a man is always going to be more successful than you or like you have to curb like your hopes and dreams to like what he wants and it's like it's just not the case and like so many people and like I know even so many of my friends I feel like are working almost have to like deconstruct that before like somebody's gonna come in and it's also just knowing that if you're not like 22 and engaged like there's nothing wrong with you there's nothing wrong with you. like I actually I think that you need to like live your own purpose first before you like merge with somebody else's or it just gets too, I don't know. It's like, then it's like starting all over again and figuring out like, well, what is your purpose? Like, what do you want? Like what gets you excited? Mm-hmm. So. Another thing we talked about last night, which I feel like we should mention here is that 
another reason that people struggle with attracting the right partner or a person in life is that you might be getting too hung up on what that's supposed to look like, or like the age or like, or the order of things like, Oh, I have to meet the guy. Then we're going to move in together. Then we're going to buy a house. Then I'll have my start my own business or whatever. Perhaps maybe that's the wrong order. Maybe you're handcuffing the universe where you're supposed to buy your own place and have your own company before you meet the guy. Right. Like, I, I don't know, but we get really caught up on this again, conditioning, like you mentioned of like, it has to be in a certain order in a certain way, even if you are older, right. It has to be in this order mm-hmm. in this way, but maybe it's not, you know, maybe that's not what's meant for you. And it's about like kind of opening and expanding into more, like, yeah, there could be more out there for me. So well, um, I say this, there's something better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I say that a lot. I talk about that a lot. This or something better. Like this is what I want. Or if you have something better out there, cool. I'll take that too. Yeah. Sounds good. Bring it on. Let's uh-huh. go. Yep. 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 And there's been a lot around. I just, okay, people have been mentioning a lot lately about like, and this is women in my clients, like associate, like disconnection order disorder, like associate mm-hmm. disconnect. I don't know something about where like they tend to disconnect or self-sabotage in relationships. Like disassociating. I think. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And in the couple times this come up in sessions, what I've been picking up energetically is that actually this is a rejection of self because of something that they're, I hate to say the mom, but the mother rejected in them. And so they feel like they can't be loved and they meet guys and they meet men and they meet relationships and they start going down that road. And then they get to a point where it gets too, they get too vulnerable or it gets too deep and they start to disconnect or cause it's too, it's quote unquote, like too much, but really that is a limiting belief that they took on from their mother or that they were conditioned from their mother of, it's they're not worthy of it or they can't have it or it's their mother's afraid of actually going deep in love but they don't have to be that way too so it's just it's very fascinating when you look at the underlying energetics of some of this stuff so I'm curious with love and I know we've discussed like soul contracts on here Mm -hmm. are you are we like predestined for certain soul contracts with like our ultimate partner? Or is it kind of like a choose your own adventure situation? It's definitely a choose your own adventure to a degree. So the way I like to think of it is as, as souls, we come, we plan certain blueprint items or things that were fated for in this lifetime. So, you know, plan A, B, C, D, E, but we tend to think plan B, C, and D are not as good as plan A just because in school, you know, like, not as good if you got D versus an A, but that's not the case energetically. They're literally, it's just like moving left to right on like a street corner or something like that. It's not about being better or worse. It's just stepping left to right. You know, it's not about going higher or lower, good or bad. It's just, just changing the path. So you come in potentially expecting to meet, I don't know, I'm just using name like George, some guy named George or something. And that's who you're going to work with. And you guys have a soul contract and He's going to learn how to, uh, I don't know, be more um, of a partner, more of an equal. And you're going to learn more about receiving love and yada. And that's your original plan. You come in. But let's say he learns that earlier in life and you still need to get that lesson, but he doesn't need that anymore. So his soul contract might now be with someone else and be renegotiated and someone your plan B might come in again, not worse, not better, but just somebody else might come in because based on free will, they go, oh, actually this person's more aligned with where you're at and the lessons that you're going through and what that person needs. And yeah. so maybe then, you know, like 
Barry's going to come along and be your person. I don't know. I'm making names up here. Um, I was trying to think of a name of a person I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, Barry's I'm... a safe name. I don't know. Well, maybe there are fairies out there, but I don't know. Be a great, or was it an HBO show, Barry? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. Actually, I do know a Barry, but she's a woman. Anyways, whatever. Moving on. Um. <laughs> anyways, so yeah, so it's, it, you, you have soul contracts planned, predestined, but they, you have like multiple options of people, soulmates yeah. that can come in. So yeah, it's not so, it's more of a choose your own adventure based on free will. And I'm also curious, um, like, I f- feel like people go through these like gut wrenching, like heartbreaks, right. Where you mm-hmm. feel like your world world is ending and you can't move on. Or like, maybe you never actually do fully move on. Like, and you have that energetic attachment still, if it's not meant to be, or like that soul contract is ending and, and it's because like somebody new is supposed to come in or like whatever the reasoning is, um, why do people still, I guess, then feel like that constant pull towards somebody, even when like they hurt them or it didn't work out or like, I'm just curious as to like why it is that it just doesn't, some people, it just seems to be like ever present and they never really like move on from that breakup. Because we so rarely let love in, mm-hmm. right? We so rarely, at least in my experience, let someone into our hearts. Mm-hmm. And when we do, and then it doesn't work out, that's gut-wrenching. Mm-hmm. That is hard. That is hard to let go of. Yeah. But truly, again, that sounds so, you know, commonplace, but truly that connection that we're craving with another person is actually connection to ourselves, Mm -hmm. like to our soul, to our divine path purpose in this lifetime. But again, so many people don't allow themselves to follow their path or follow what they really feel called to do. So then they place, when they do meet someone that they like or love or connect with, then they cling to it. Of course you're going to cling to it. It feels good. It feels good to be loved. It feels good to be with someone. And then even when it doesn't work out or when it's starting to like show signs that it's not working, we, we, it's like, you have so much invested in it. You're like, well, I don't want to give this up now. We've been together for 10 years. I can't let this go. And so you keep compromising and compromising and compromising and compromising and try and make it work. And then ultimately when it doesn't work out, you're left with, oh shit. Yeah. And it's gut wrenching, gut wrenching. Cause not only doesn't work out and you don't have that connection anymore, but also because you compromise so much of who you were to try and make it work. Right. Totally. Oh yeah. And not that you have regrets, but you just, that you just not start over, but you're just, you're back at trying to get back to you, back to your center, back to who you are. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I guess I don't know. I'm not a man, but, and you know, the podcast is meant for men, women, yeah, whatever you identify as, but just in like a lot of conversations that I've had with girlfriends or conversations we've had, like with the slightly spiritual community, it feels like it's always or more often than not, it seems like the woman that has to compromise and has to like keep making the compromises and like giving up pieces of yourselves. And so I could see at a certain point, like if it does end it being gut wrenching and like then having to really spend the time and like do the work to figure out like who you are as your own individual person, which cannot be easy. It can't be easy. Exactly. So exactly. Exactly. And I have had men in 
sessions who have come to me and, and experiences too, where they gave up so much to make their girlfriend or their wife happy. They sacrificed a lot of their friendships and a lot of their life and their hobbies and their, you know, what they wanted in life to make it work. And then ultimately they still, still walked away or they still just, you know, emasculated them to the point where they couldn't even function in life. And that's just, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard to see that. So it does go both ways. Um, but that's where, you, you know, you attract in what you're ready for. You attract in what you're in resonance with in the universe. So if you don't like the people that you're attracting in, you need to go back to, okay, what limiting belief is still perhaps in my energy field or what is in my consciousness that I'm still feeling vulnerable or not vulnerable around or scared of, fearful of, and I need to clear this before the right person is going to come in, before the right guy is going to show up in our lives. Yeah. Or girl. And I'm, if you feel like you, if you're listening and you feel like you've done the work or like you've really actively been doing the work to figure out what your limiting beliefs are, to work through them, um, and it just still doesn't seem to be happening or like you're not meeting the right partner, is there anything else I guess that person listening, that listener should know? Well, I'll just offer this because I'm thinking of it now, which is in astrology, our purpose or what we're meant to be doing in life is always working towards our North node. So if you get a chart reading from Lauren or another astrologer, you, or you're familiar enough to be able to figure out your North where your North node is, that is where we're always working towards. Now, most people in, in, when they come into this lifetime, don't step into their true North node, their true purpose in this lifetime till their late thirties, early forties, right? That's just when it happens. It's, it's about, but by the age maturity and how many life experiences and things that are going on and whatnot, it happens around late thirties, early forties. Mm-hmm. Take technically when you tend to step into your North node. And then that is your purpose. And then when that happens is when it, cause it's not just you, right? Like you also have a partner, whether it's a guy or a girl that is, technically also needs to be in resonance with their purpose and their passion this lifetime. And again, that could take till their late thirties, early forties. So I would, I just see it a lot of my clients and maybe it's just because where I am in life that I attract in a lot of similar people, but they're in their late thirties, early forties going, where the hell is he or her? Where are they? And I'm like, well, you got to give a little bit, like you weren't meant to meet the person until after 37. So anything that happened before that, sorry, it wasn't going to happen because you, you needed to be 37 or 38. And so did the other person before you're going to meet. So they're like, Oh, okay. So it's kind of taking that pressure off of don't be thinking like the Charlotte from second say, I've been dating for like 12 years already. Where is he? Well, that's cool. You've been dating, but like, I'm guaranteeing you probably weren't going to meet your person until you're in your late thirties, early forties, because that's just what your soul planned in this lifetime. So cool. Fun for you. But like, don't be don't be chalking up that you've wasted all that time or like, where is he? I'm never going to meet someone because actually now the window is just starting to open of where the right person is going to come in. That's going to be the right vibrational match for you. So I would say that's one thing. And then the other, the only thing I would add would be that, um, again, you are, if, if you're, Feel in your gut that you are fated to be with someone that you're not meant to be in the alone in this lifetime. It's because you're not meant to be alone in this lifetime. Mm-hmm. So don't give up right before the miracle occurs and don't let your external reality or lack thereof in terms of love dictate where your future's going. 
Because I guarantee you there's another person out there feeling the exact same way you are that is just dying to meet you, but you can't give up right before they're about to come into your energy field. Yeah. And you also can't go into dating being like, well, I'm on the dating apps, but like hating it or like not actually making an effort or like never actually going on. And that's not dating. You're not actually opening a door. You're not actually trying, you know, like don't be half-assed about it. So those are the other things I would add as a caveat and just know that if it, if you feel like you're meant to be with someone this lifetime, it's because you are, you are fated for that. You will not miss what is fated for you. It might not be in the timing that you like, but that's why you have lots of other things to bring love in hobbies, friends, I don't know, vacations when we can go back to vacationing. Yeah. Oh my God, please call it in, call it in. So I hope that provides help and a little guidance for the community around, (laughs) around love and partnerships. Hi, Scouty. Scout's Uh, in the the video screen here. Scout has joined us now. He just is like passed out as if it's like 1am. Mm-hmm. Um, I also just think he finds Cindy's voice like very soothing. He loves Cindy. I call Cindy his girlfriend. So this is not unusual for him. Um, I also I loved that you made the Sex and the City reference with Charlotte because who did she end up with? Was his name Harry? Right? I think I think yeah, I think so. Where yeah. the bald lawyer because yeah, I just remember and I I need to like go back and rewatch that series. I love that series and I have not seen it in forever, but I do remember that her having like a crisis of like, he's not what I imagined myself with. He's not who I ever thought I wanted and like struggling with it, but then being like so happy in the end. Mm -hmm. I feel like when you let go of like what quote unquote, like should be, um, you open yourself up to like so much more happiness and like love and joy. And another thing I was thinking about as you were talking was the fact that like, you can hear scouts breathing. So anyone who's like, what is that weird noise? It's scout breathing. It's the dog who joined, joined our pod. What do you have to say scout? What oh, I think he's showing love. He's like, I know how to do this. He's like, I got this. I'm your soulmate. Oh my God. Um, sorry guys. If you heard his heavy puppy breathing. Um, oh, it's that like our, our partner or like who we're meant to be with. I almost go back to like our chronic illness discussions, right? Like it's just a part of who you are, but it's not all of you. Mm-hmm. And it feels very similar with like love and partnerships and spouses. And like, it's so easy to like, just focus on that portion of your life. But in reality, it's just a piece of who you are. And there's a lot more that can bring you love and joy and fulfillment, you know, until you meet that partner while you're looking for that partner until you attract the right person in, but you can still be happy until then. Yeah. Society places so much value on who we are as people or as a person and upon like, I guess what I'm saying, I'm losing my words, but essentially what I'm saying is like, you're not considered like successful unless you're in a relationship in our society. Right. Like it's, it's like we're kind of shunned for being single, whether you're a man or a woman, it's like, you're kind of shunned. Like, well, what's wrong with you? How come you don't have anyone? What's why haven't you met anybody? What do you do? Like, you know what I mean? So it's also about normalizing being single it's about normalizing taking time for yourself it's about like 
normalizing meeting love later or finding your person later in life or resonating with them later in life. So I think that's a big piece of it too, is like redefining success for yourself. And perhaps that means being single for a while. It doesn't mean success has to include a relationship. It doesn't also mean you're never going to find somebody. It just might mean that right now that's not what success means to you. So that's like a huge one. And there's that. I said, it's just a little different and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Yeah. And I felt like yesterday, actually a lot lately, a lot of the questions around love have been very like needy based. Like, I don't know, like, am I ever going to meet anybody? Uh, like I, my relationship only, only lasts like, like two based kind of. Yes. That's all fear-based. Yeah. Interesting. Or I'm worried if I leave my husband, I'm never going to meet anybody. Like, okay. Yeah. Well, you, like, what's the alternative? You're unhappily married for the next 20 years. Yeah. Does that sound like fun? And who's to say you're not going to meet somebody? You just made that up in your head. Like, yeah. you know, it's just, it's very, all those needy things. That's usually our mind, our fear, our ego talking, not our heart or our like true intuition. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's very, yeah. it makes you just kind of like reconsider. I think you and I have already kind of been like, been through this or really like thought about this, but it just makes you reconsider all the things that you were like conditioned to think or feel as wrong or like quote unquote different. It's, you know, there's no right or wrong way to do things. Yeah. And you'd be able to answer this better, but from what I've heard, when you meet someone that you're a soulmate with, you just know, right? Like, isn't it like a deep knowing? Would you say that about when you were with DJ or at least, at least when you decided this was your person oh yeah I mean I like to give him shit because sorry DJ um because I always tell him I'm like I knew but you didn't because I think I just was so different than what he thought he wanted or needed or like how he grew up um that he and I've told you this before maybe I've said it on here I don't know but he broke up with me once for a day but it was only a day and then came back and was like, Oh my God, I made a mistake. Um, you know, whatever. And I knew it was meant to be because he broke up with, he actually broke up with me. He blindsided me and broke up with me and I was devastated. Like I was devastated and I have never, I've never been like that in my life. Um, and it all, you know, it, it worked out and, you know, whatever. But so I like to joke with him. I'm like, you didn't know, but I knew, but I was never like, I don't know. Like I said earlier, like it was never really like my thing. Like I was never really seeking it out. So I just always Mm -hmm. had the attitude of like, well, if it works great, but you know, (laughs) and then it wasn't until that happened that I was like, no, this is meant to be. Thankfully he realized it too. And here we are. Yeah. Here we are stuff years later. Love it. I have the opposite story where like, I don't know if I don't think I've ever shared this on here, but I do tell my private clients. So I might as well share this with the slightly spiritual community because I'm sure it'll resonate with someone. I have a thing where the guys that I like date, like have serious relationships with, or at least like longer than like a few weeks or a few months, um, they end up marrying the next person after me. It's happened five times now and I don't date that many people. So it's like, basically 90% of the people that I did. So like, there's like one person that it didn't happen with, but yeah, they marry the next person they meet after me. And it used to like really throw me off, like really get me. 
And I've sort of been having to reframe this for myself because that's why I'm like afraid, not afraid to date, but like why I don't love dating is because I can't keep taking this on. But what I've learned is that it's more that I'm able to help show them what they really want and need in a person. And then they're able to go out and find that pretty quickly afterward. So I've been trying to reframe it of like, I touched them with like a magic wand or like decided to send them on their way happily because it wasn't right for me. I'm just curious to know, have you ever like picked up anything like about that or gotten any feedback from like your guides on that? Yeah. Just got a whole thing last week around that. I don't know if I'm ready to share it totally, but maybe I should just to start putting out in the universe. I'll just share this part that I think part of my purpose, and this is very new, is to help people with endings mm-hmm. in life. Now, I don't mean death. Not yeah. I can help someone with death. But, I mean, I do talk to people who are past. So, like, obviously I help with death, but <laughs> I think part of my soul's purpose is to help people with endings and completions. And so whether it's an illness, a chronic illness that ends, so you can start your healthy life again, or whether it's the series of dating people that are wrong with you or completing, you know, being single in your life or helping people complete marriages that aren't serving them anymore to step into like a new relationship. But I think part of my purpose is to help people with completion cycles and, and finishing these karmic things that aren't working for them so they can step into like a new beginning, whether it's in love relationships, finance, career, whatever purpose, health, chronic ill, like we work a lot with the chronic, chronically ill now and helping people to heal, like truly heal. So they're complete with that in their life. Right. So I think that's part of like, and I think I was doing it before I started doing this work with like, I think I was doing it subconsciously in relationships or friendships or other things. So that's what I picked up like energetically for myself. So interesting. I know, you know, I'm, I'm right there with you guys trying to figure it out everyone's figuring we could it do out. like a whole thing on like dating dating which I think would be funny we should get like some of the people who are out in the dating world and like talk about that those stories that'd be fun oh yeah Maybe we can have like a group panel or something or a live at some point around that that'd be funny that would be really fun actually that'd be a yeah. fun zoom event yes that would be a really fun zoom event mm, I like that I like that all right any um any parting words any words? no I'm tapped out I'm okay tapped out. Okay. That's all I got. Sorry. I would just say you got this. Like, you know, it's, it's again, if you feel like it's meant for you, it's because you're meant to have it. So it's, it's just about resonating with it and realigning with it so you can allow it in. And you are worthy. Yes. And that, and you're worthy. Um, You're worthy of a good partner that treats you right. Yeah. And this is a great year for it. As Lauren was saying last night. Like, this is a great year for change. If you've been single for a long time, you might meet someone. Or if you've been in a bad relationship for a long time, it's a great time to, like, shift into something new. Like, this is the year for change, and especially around love and relationships and family. Huge theme around that this year. So. I like that. Well, this was lovely. And as always, if, like, anything that we talked about for you, like spurs a thought or a question, like always ask, and we'll try our best either to get back to you or answer it in a future episode or on an IG live, whatever it is. Um, It's always really helpful for us to know, like what you're interested in, what your wants and needs are, because spirituality is just such a vast topic 
um, that it's like, it just is always helpful to be pointed in like a general direction. So thank you for listening. Um, we hope that this new energy of the astrological new year is feeling good for everyone so far this month. And we're always sending you good vibes. So we'll see you next time. Bye everyone.